A rested child is a happy child. Sleep Tight Stories is a weekly podcast that brings comfort and joy to families worldwide with calming bedtime stories. The stories are relevant to children and spark wonder without overstimulation, so they can fall asleep and stay asleep. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown, Sleep Tight Stories. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, if you've ever experienced bedtime battles with the kids, I'm going to let you into a little secret. The Koala Moon podcast has revolutionized over 20 million bedtimes, with parents like you calling it life-changing and the perfect nighttime routine. With original kids' bedtime stories and cozy sleep meditations, every episode has been specially designed to make bedtimes a dream. Listen to Koala Moon on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, B. Hey, Elliot. Blech, you threw a pie in my face. I assume by accident happens to everybody. Let's start again, okay? Hi, B. Hey, Elliot. Ugh, I'm, I'm starting to think you're throwing these pies at my face on purpose. I am. I was inspired by the subject of today's episode. Ah, that makes sense. The Three Stooges were the masters of slapstick comedy, and they threw a lot of pies in each other's faces. No, I was inspired to throw pies at you by our other historical figure, Confucius. The ancient philosopher whose ideas about how to live properly became the foundation of Chinese culture? Yep. Confucius was all about people fulfilling their responsibilities. He said, let a ruler be a ruler, a subject a subject, a father a father, and a son a son. I still don't understand. So I'm just being me. I'm letting a bee be a bee. My responsibility is to cause trouble and annoy you, like this. Okay, now I see. I mean, not literally because my eyes are full of cream pie, but I understand. Well, good, because I've got a lot more pies to throw at you. Oh boy, Eric, please play the theme song. Here we go. What do you think you know about the greats from history? The game is on. Get some energy and buckle up your brain. Cause it's time to play. It's the Who Was Podcast. Cause it's time to play the Who Was Podcast. Live from Tonkaland, or so-called SoCal Los Angeles, welcome to Who Was? The history quiz show that gives contestants the chance to win mega prizes and podcast glory. I'm your announcer, B, and I'm saying what everybody's thinking. If what everybody's thinking is, here's your host, the man who puts the Elliot Kalin in Elliot Kalin, it's Elliot Kalin! Thank you, B. Truer words were never spoken. And welcome, everyone, to the Who Was podcast. This show is like Jeopardy, only with surprise guests, silly games, and nothing but love in our hearts. Our contestants were sent Who Was books about two great figures from history. Now they're here to show off their knowledge in the hopes of winning fantastic prizes, prizes, prizes. 
Today, we're talking about who was Confucius and who were the Three Stooges, historical figures whose names almost rhyme, but don't. Oh, it's so frustrating. But first, let's meet our contestants. All right, first up, we have Ranger. Ranger, please introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Ranger, and um, I play the violin, and I love to draw. Another interesting thing about you is that you have been on the Who Was podcast before, is that right? Yes. And what was the episode that you were on before? Um, I was on Abraham Lincoln and, um, yeah, Dolly Parton. Uh, and Ranger, uh, okay, this, uh, did you, did you win the, that episode that you were on? No. You did. So this is a chance for you to come back and reclaim the championship with Confucius and the Three Stooges against our other contestant, who is your sister. And her name is Ava. And Ava, would you please introduce yourself? Um, hi, I'm Ava. I'm 10 years old. Uh, I play the flute, I play the violin, and um, I'm a ski jumper. Oh, okay. Ava is a ski jumper. I remember asking um, a lot about ski jumping uh, the last time you were on. And Ava, which episode had, had you been on on the Who Was podcast before? I was on Ernest Shackleton and Walt Whitman. Right. And did you win your episode? I did. All right. What I'm trying to do for the audience at home is just really build up this grudge match between brother mm -hmm. and sister. Amp Shackleton, Parton, Whitman, Lincoln, Flute v. Violin. That's right. This is all on the table for the Who Was podcast sibling championship belt. That's this is right. a tournament of champions that we did not plan, and yet it's happening right here. That's what happens on the Who Was podcast sometimes. That's right, and how fitting that with the three stooges who were siblings, mm -hmm. that there is also a sibling grudge match. But you two, no, no poking each other's eyes, no pies, no pulling hair. Be like Confucius, a peaceful thinker who was also a champion ski jumper. Is that mm -hmm. true? I didn't read the book. We'll see. We'll see. Thank you for doing that, and thank you to Eric, our musician, for providing that lovely Meet the Contestants music and all the music on the show today. So that's Who Is Ranger Ava. Now let's find out who was Confucius with four fast facts. Four fast facts. Confucius was born in China in 551 BCE and died in 479 BCE. Confucius was a philosopher whose sayings have influenced Chinese culture for over 2,000 years. His actual name was Kong Chu, but he was called Kong Fuzi, or Master Kong, by his students, and people in Europe wrote that as Confucius. Confucius's teachings, called Confucianism, focused on the importance of responsibility, loyalty, tradition, and honoring one's parents and ancestors. Four Fastbacks. Do you two really honor your parents? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes from both of them. Hmm, I don't know. It feels like... Although it feels like Ava was shaking her head no, and then it turned into a yes. <laughs> There's some collusion <laughs> here. Okay, we're going to pretend... Okay, Ava, pretend Ranger can't hear us. Is he really honoring his parents? Which is, are also your parents? Yeah, I think, I think he is. Okay, Ranger, pretend Ava can't hear us. Is she really being honorable towards your parents? Maybe. Wow. Wow. That's right. These siblings, they, they are, the gloves are off. They are. The gloves not are off already. To, to play the game. I think there's only one way to find out by moving on to our first game. It's called Backpack from the Past. 
Backpack from the past, baby. Such a cool game. For this game, we went to China and brought back Confucius's actual backpack. We took it when the backpack guard wasn't looking. Don't tell anybody. We'll bring it back when we're done. B will describe objects from the backpack, and you'll choose the answer that describes what the object has to do with Confucius. Since this is our first game, every question is worth one point. B, tell Ranger what the first object is. It's two dragons. We never should have borrowed this backpack. It's okay, B. In China, dragons are nice. They represent wisdom and power. Okay. But, well, why would Confucius be carrying these dragons around in his backpack? Is it because, A, as a boy, his mom wouldn't let him have a pet dog, so he pretended to have two pet dragons? Or because, B, according to the legend, two dragons guarded Confucius's mom when she gave birth to him? Um, B. That's right, the answer is B. Long after Confucius had died, people came up with legends to describe what a great person he was. One of these legends said that his mother was guarded by two dragons when Confucius was born. I'm gonna say this probably didn't happen, but if George Washington can have a made-up story about chopping down a cherry tree, why can't Confucius have a made-up dragon babysitter? Ava, this next object is for you. Oh, it's a stack of postcards. Hmm, this one says, having a blast in Chu. This one says, welcome to song. Wish you were here. Here's one. It says, living, laughing, loving in Chen. And they're all signed by Confucius. Does he have all these postcards because A, Confucius spent many years traveling to find a job, or B, Confucius wrote the first ever travel guide entitled, the Great Sage's Guide to China's Hottest Night Spots and Hippest Clubs. Uh, A. That's right, the answer is A. Confucius felt that a philosopher's role was to advise rulers how to govern wisely. At the time, China wasn't one country, but many different little states. So he figured he'd find some ruler who wanted his advice. Unfortunately, rulers weren't exactly lining up to hire Confucius. He and his students traveled hundreds of miles over 10 years without much success. Eventually, he and his students returned to Confucius's home in the region called Lu, but not until after spreading word of his reputation and wisdom among people all over China. Okay, Ranger, this next item is for you. Whoa, it's a whole tree. What is this doing in here? Is it because A, someone once tried to kill Confucius by dropping a tree on him? Or B, Confucius famously settled an argument with another philosopher by climbing the tallest tree in China? A. That's right, it's A. During Confucius's long travels, he and his students went to the state of Song, where he criticized a government official named Huan Tui. As revenge, Huan ordered his men to cut down a tree Confucius was standing under so it would fall and crush him. Confucius escaped unharmed, telling his students, Heaven has bestowed me with virtue. What do I have to fear from Huan Tui? I don't know. If it was me, I'd be pretty scared of a tree falling on me. And the last item in the backpack is for Ava. Ooh, it's a ruler. Like, um, you know, a ruler that you'd use in math class, not a ruler like Huan Tui. But it's surprisingly heavy. But no wonder it's made of gold. Why would Confucius have a golden ruler in his backpack? Was it because, A, he said he wanted to work for a golden ruler, a ruler who was pure in everything he did, or because, B, he taught the golden rule that people should treat others the way they would want to be treated? Uh, I think B. 
You're right, it's B. Confucius taught his students, that which you do not desire, do not do to others. Basically, treat people the way you'd want to be treated. This is known as the golden rule, and Confucius is one of many wise people who have taught it throughout history. If only we could all live by this simple rule, the world would be a better place, and we'd never have to worry about angry government officials dropping trees on us. It's something I worry about constantly. At least now you've got those two dragons watching over you. And I can shield myself with these postcards. Uh, sure. And that's the end of the game. Backpack from the past, baby! Great round. Thank you all. And now let's turn to our own great sage, Producer Jane, with the scores. Thank you, Elliot. I don't mind telling you that uh, things are getting pretty scary. Ava and Ranger are tied at two points each. Thank you, Jane. Those scores are so close. They're the exact same thing, but it could still be any sibling's game. And we'll get right back to the game after this short break. Eric, please play us some Golden Rule music, please. Measure it in carrots. When your child fights sleep, it can feel like a battle you'll never win. Imagine a bedtime routine you all look forward to, where you cuddle in and let the stress of the day melt away. Welcome to Sleep Tight Stories, a calming weekly podcast that brings bedtime stories, cuddles, and comfort to families worldwide. The stories are quirky, relatable and spark wonder without overstimulation so listeners can fall asleep and stay asleep each episode is narrated by me cheryl mcleod a second grade teacher and written by my husband clark an eternal second grader at heart tune in tonight and bond over a story before drifting off to sleep make bedtime the sweetest part of your day sleep tight stories Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, if you've ever experienced bedtime battles with the kids, I'm going to let you into a little secret. I'm Abby, a mother of two, and I had these battles myself. Endless excuses, delay tactics, and many tears and tantrums. But I've created a solution. The perfect kids podcast that makes bedtime a dream. It's called Koala Moon and it's hosted by me, Abby. With over 300 episodes packed with original stories and sleep meditations, Koala Moon makes bedtimes easy and enjoyable. Episodes start out engaging and really rather magical, but as they progress, they gently slow to a calm and relaxing pace to have your little ones out like a light. Since launching in 2022, Koala Moon has helped with over 20 million nights sleep and received over 6,000 five-star reviews. Win back your evenings. Listen to Koala Moon now on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Cowie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiment and Billy made raisins dance. That is so cool, Billy. He did.
did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me! <laughs> Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to get you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on StoryButton, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Who Was Podcast. Today, we're learning all about who was Confucius and who were the Three Stooges. Our scores are Ranger with two points and Ava with two points. Now back to your host, Elliot Kalin. Thank you, B. We've learned about one of history's wisest men. Now let's learn about, well, the exact opposite. The Three Stooges with four fast facts. Four fast facts. The Three Stooges were a comedy team who performed together from 1920 to 1970 and starred in 220 movies. The Three Stooges got laughs by pretending to fight, have clumsy accidents, or throw pies at each other, a type of comedy called slapstick. Though six different people took turns in the group, the most famous Stooges were Mo Howard, Curly Howard, and Larry Fine. Mo, Curly, and another Stooge, Shemp, were actually brothers. Their real names were Moses, Jerome, and Sam Horowitz. Four Fastbacks. Hey, knucklehead, should we get to the next game? Certainly. It's okay, everybody. We're just talking like the Stooges. B wasn't really calling me a knucklehead. Oh, I wasn't? Okay, our next game is called Sound Effects Safari. Sound Effects Safari. Sound Effects Safari. Sound Effects Safari. In this game, we'll play a sound effect inspired by something important from the Three Stooges' life, and our contestants will tell us what the sound represents. Since this is the second round, each question will be worth two points. Ava, this first sound effect is for you. Hmm, that sounds like the sound of clipping scissors. Why would that be important to the lives of the Three Stooges? Was it because... A, the Stooges were known for their silly and distinctive haircuts, or B, they started out as the Three Cut-Ups, a comedy group that told jokes while running around stage carrying scissors. Uh, I think that's A. That's right, the answer is A. When Mo was a young boy, he was bullied for having long, beautiful curly hair. In a fit of anger, he cut his own hair short, leaving himself with a ragged bowl cut that he would keep for the rest of his life. Larry fluffed up his hair so it would stick out from his head, and Curly shaved his head bald. Audiences could tell them apart just from their hair. And just so you know, running around with scissors is extremely dangerous. Even the Stooges didn't do that, and they spent a lot of time sticking their fingers in each other's eyes. Okay, Ranger, this next sound is for you. Oof, that sounds like a piece of fruit being smushed into Shemp Howard's face. Is that because... A, Shemp was born without a mouth and could only eat by smushing food up his nose. Or because B, the Stooges act was born when someone shoved a piece of fruit in Shemp's face. B. You got it, it's B. As a young man, Mo worked for a comedian named Ted Healy. One night, his brother Shemp joined them on stage while eating a pear, and Healy smushed it into Shemp's face. Audiences thought it was hilarious, and Shemp joined the act. Healy called the boys his stooges, meaning guys he could push around. Soon, Larry joined the act, and the stooges left to perform on their own, becoming even bigger stars than their old boss Ted ever was. Serves him right for smushing Shemp's pear. Our next sound is for Ava. (laughs) 
What was that? Was that A, some of the wacky sounds Curly Howard would make while performing, or B, the sounds Curly's pet squirrel would make when he would have to sit in his cage while the Stooges traveled between live shows? A. Yes, that was A, some of Curly's trademark sounds. Curly was the last of the Howard brothers to join the act, but quickly became the most popular. He'd do anything to get a laugh, make silly noises, talk in a squeaky voice, or spin around on the ground. The Stooges were known for their zany humor, and Curly was the zaniest. And this last sound is for Ranger. Ooh, okay. That sounds like an old TV set from back before people watched shows only on their phones. Is that because, A, the Stooges accidentally broke the first TV set and it took scientists years to make a new one, or B, the Stooges found a whole new audience on early television? I think B. You think right, it's B. Most of the Stooges movies were what's called shorts. They were only about 10 to 15 minutes long, and they were shown in theaters before a full-length movie. In the 1950s, early TV stations needed things to show, and the Three Stooges shorts fit perfectly into the schedule. So when your grandparents were kids, the Three Stooges were on TV all the time. Suddenly, they were more popular than they'd ever been, and America went through a Three Stooges craze. Their shorts are still shown on TV today, more than half a century after they were made. That's nothing. The Who Was podcast will last thousands of years. That's probably true. And that's also the end of the game. Sound effects safari. Sound effects safari. Sound effects safari. <laughs> Great game, everyone. Now let's woo 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 over to Jane with the scores. Oh, Elliot and B, I've got to tell you, we've got no knuckleheads on the game today. We have Ranger and Ava tied at six points each. Still tied. Wow, it's amazing. Not a knucklehead to be found. This is one smart set of siblings. Thank you, Jane. Now, before our next game, we'll go to a quick break and then. Uh, B, can you turn off the sound effects safari sound effects machine? Uh, sure. Hey, does the sound effects safari sound effects machine look like a big bald guy with a silly face who's standing right there? Not the last time I checked. Unless. That isn't the sound effects safari sound effects machine. It's... Hello, 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 hello! Curly, Curly Howard, Howard of the, of the Three, Three Stooges! Stooges. It's me! Who did you think it was? A different me? Oh, sorry, Curly. We just didn't expect to see you there. I didn't expect to see me there neither. But there I was, minding my own business, when I slipped on a roller skate over a railing, hit my head on an anvil, and slumped right into the who was that? Who was that? You want to reach someone in the past? All you need is the who was that? Who was that? Yeah, that one. I'm just a victim of circumstance. Well, we're honored to have you in the studio, mister. What are you doing? Put that down! Aw, oh, gee. You mean I shouldn't be playing with this expensive-looking electronical doohickey? I ask him that every day. No, Curly. Please, just set that breakable equipment down very gently. Certainly. There you go. Good as new. Oh. Hey, Curly, maybe we should change the subject before Elliot loses a little bit of cool he has left. A splendid idea. While I'm here, I may as well share some of my wise sayings about the proper ways to live properly. Oh, like Confucius. 
Oh, I'll confuse us, all right. Here's one. A person may be said to love learning if they remain as curious as a child. That's beautiful, Curly. I'm not done. And also, if they hit their brother over the head with a really big book. Uh, I don't know that that's the best lesson. No? Okay, what about this one? Do unto others what you would have done to you. Ooh, now that's some wise advice. Oh, let me finish. So poke them in the eyes, yank their nose, and bump their fist so it swings around and hits them in the back of their own noggin. Curly, that's a terrible thing to tell kids. All right already, yeeks. There ain't no pleasing some people. I'll try one more. Remember that what's funny on screen isn't always funny in real life. And? That's it. I mean, all the fighting I did with Mo and Larry was all pretend. I loved my fellow stooges. I never would have done anything to hurt them for real. That's really wonderful, Curly. I guess it's true. In real life, you and the other stooges were very caring people. All that destruction and mayhem was all make-believe. That's right. Oh, what's this? He's wrecking the studio. All right, enough already. That's my job. We've got to get him back in the act. Quit pushing! Quit pushing! So long, knucklehead. Let's take a short break so B and I can clean up the studio. Then we'll be right back with our final round. But first, Eric, could you please play us some getting hit in the face with a pie music, please? Exfoliates and moisturizes. Hey Who Wasers, exciting news. Who Was has been nominated for a Signal Award for Best Kids Podcast. We love your vote. Head to SignalAward.com. That's S-I-G-N-A-L-A-W-A-R-D.com for more information on how you and your favorite grown-up can cast your ballot for the Who Was Podcast. Voting is open until December 22nd. We thank you, and Geraldine thanks you too. Thank them, Geraldine. Parents, if you've ever experienced bedtime battles with the kids, I'm going to let you into a little secret. I'm Abby, a mother of two, and I had these battles myself. Endless excuses, delay tactics, and many tears and tantrums. But I've created a solution. The perfect kids podcast that makes bedtime a dream. It's called Koala Moon, and it's hosted by me, Abby. With over 300 episodes, packed with original stories and sleep meditations, Koala Moon makes bedtimes easy and enjoyable. Episodes start out engaging and really rather magical, but as they progress, they gently slow to a calm and relaxing pace to have your little ones out like a light. Since launching in 2022, Koala Moon has helped with over 20 million nights sleep and received over 6,000 five-star reviews. Win back your evenings. Listen to Koala Moon now on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was. 
And that time when we did the science experiment, and Billy made raisins dance. That is so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me. <laughs> Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to get you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on StoryButton, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're back on the Who Is Podcast. When we last left off, Ranger had six points and Ava had six points. It's a tie! And now, back to your host, Elliot Kalen. Thank you, B. Neither of these siblings is giving an inch, but we'll see what happens with our final game, Converge of Greatness. In this game, B will ask you multiple choice questions about how Confucius and the Three Stooges overlap, connect, or converge. And because we're in the third round, each question is worth three points. Ready? The first question goes to Ranger. B, take it away. All right, Ranger. All of the Three Stooges fighting was pretend for the cameras. Confucius wasn't into real fighting either. When he was asked by Duke Ling how best to use his military, Confucius realized the Duke was more interested in fighting than ruling wisely. So how did Confucius reply? Did he A, tell the Duke he was an expert warrior so the Duke would like him, or B, say he knew lots about religious practices but little about warfare, or C, poke the Duke in the eyes and say, that's enough out of you, Chatterhead. Um, B. That's right, the answer is B. Confucius really wanted the job of advising Duke Ling, so he could have told him all sorts of things about military strategy. But Confucius felt it was more important to live up to his ideals of peace and justice. So Confucius tanked the job interview by pretending he couldn't do the job, and he could have really used that job too. He and his students were unemployed for so long, they eventually ran out of food. The next question is for Ava. Confucius traveled a lot looking for rulers to advise. The Stooges traveled a lot too. Was this because A, before they made movies, they performed on the vaudeville theater circuit, B, they had to keep running away from bakers whose pies they splattered, or C, they were so dumb they couldn't remember where they lived? Uh, A. That's right, the answer is A. The Stooges started out in a type of theater called vaudeville. It was incredibly popular from the 1880s to the 1930s. In a vaudeville show, you'd see lots of different kinds of acts. Comedians, musicians, jugglers, even trained animals. There were vaudeville theaters all over America. Some of them were nice, and some of them were not so nice. The Stooges were forced to get dressed in storage rooms full of popcorn in one of them. Ooh, I don't know what you're talking about. I can't imagine anything better than a room full of popcorn. You shouldn't try to eat a room full of popcorn, B. Not to eat, to swim in, obviously. All right, the next question is for Ranger. The Three Stooges comedy routines will live on forever because they were recorded on film. But there weren't any cameras or microphones when Confucius was alive. How have his sayings lasted for thousands of years? Is it because... A, they were engraved on the side of an enormous mountain. B, they were written on tiny strips of paper that were hidden inside cookies for people to find after a meal. Or C, they were collected into a book called The Analects. I think C. 
You think right, the answer is C. Analects is a word that means brief sayings, and the Analects of Confucius are supposedly recordings of things Confucius said or did during his life, including how he dressed and what he liked to eat. Nobody knows who collected the sayings together, but the Analects have become one of the most studied books in the world. And now our final question of the game is for Ava. Confucius spoke about the importance of acting responsibly and loyally to other people, especially members of your family. When Curly became too sick to perform, how did the Stooges show their loyalty to him? Did they A. Spend their own money on an enormous Curly puppet that Curly could operate from his hospital bed? B. Agreed to each contribute part of their salaries to pay for Curly's medical care? Or C. Rename themselves the Two Stooges because nobody could ever replace Curly? Uh, B. That's right, the answer is B. When Curly could no longer perform, the Stooges all donated part of their salaries to pay his medical bills. The amazing thing is, it was Larry who came up with the idea, and he wasn't even Curly's real brother. But they'd become such good friends that he felt like family. In one sense, Curly was irreplaceable. But in another sense, Mo replaced him with their brother Shemp. And then Shemp died and they replaced him with a Stooge named Joe. And then he retired, and they replaced him with a stooge named Curly Joe. So Curly was irreplaceable, and they replaced him three times. And now, it's time to replace this game with the end of the show, because that was the end of Converge of Greatness. To quote Confucius, we've come to the end of the show, and producer Jane will now tally up the scores. Confucius never said that. Uh, it was a different guy named Confucius. You don't know him. He's a friend of mine from college. But before we discover our winner, I'd like to consult the ancient wisdom of our contestants. What is something you were surprised to learn about Confucius or the Three Stooges? Ava? Um, something that I was surprised about, uh, with the Three Stooges is that they replaced, uh, Curly with, uh, Curly Joe. They still wanted to have people think someone like Curly, or maybe Curly himself, was still in the in the show. So yeah, they replaced that to have someone named Curly in your group, and then to lose him, and then have someone named Curly Joe in your group. It's kind of confusing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like something real stooge-like. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you'd have to be a real stooge to try something real like that. Stooge. Yeah. Wait a minute, exactly. they were, but. I guess uh, just because one stooge is unavailable doesn't mean the other two stooges want to stop stooging around. So they have to get a third stooge, and that's the most I've ever used the word stooge in a sentence. Ranger, what's something that surprised you about either Confucius or the Three Stooges? I was surprised that um, in the pie fight they threw like a hundred or like almost two hundred pies. They wanted to have the biggest pie fight that had ever been had, and they threw so many pies. And you have to imagine somebody was hoping they wouldn't throw one of the pies so that they right. could eat that pie afterwards. And then they threw that pie. Just curious, how many pies have you thrown in your life? What's the most pies you've ever thrown? Uh, none. None? Ava, what about you? Um, none, but I've eaten pie. Okay, <laughs> yeah. that's fair. That's like throwing it into your mouth, I guess, and into your stomach. Well, here's a tip, because I have been in a show where you actually, you smash a pie in someone's face. Whipped cream is not great for this, folks. If you're doing it uh, in like a stage production, uh, you got to go with shaving cream because it looks mm. the same from the stage and uh, it cleans up much, much easier. It doesn't taste the same. That's something that you should keep in mind also. If you run That's out of whipped true. cream at your house, don't use shaving cream. It's not going to mm -mm. it's not going to be the right kind of taste. Uh, this is a lot of good advice we've given to everybody. 
Thank you I both. feel a little bit like Confucius. <laughs> this is the kind of knowledge that Confucius was always dropping on people when he was traveling around China. But mm-hmm. knowledge time is over. Now it's time for the big moment. Jane, please, will you announce the winner of this sibling rematch, grudge match, championship of the universe? Elliot and B, I don't mind telling you, I think Confucius would be quite pleased with the outcome because peace will remain in the Ranger Ava home. They have tied with 12 points each. Amazing. Wonderful. It's a sibling tie. It's never happened before, I think, in the history of Who Was Podcast. If it has, please don't write in and correct me. Both of you each have 10 seconds for shout-outs as our winners. Ava, would you like to go first? Who would you like to thank for getting you here? And Ranger, don't worry, you'll get your chance too. Um, I shout-out to my parents, my mom and my dad. Okay, Okay. there we go. Honoring the parents already. Okay. Confucius would be very happy. Yeah. Ranger, you're up. Um, I'd like to shout out my two friends, Cal and Annabelle, and my other friend, James. Amazing. We got friends. We got family. Perfect. Nice job. Our winners and their library of choice will be receiving a selection of Who Was books, and I'm going to give my own shout out to intern Zach, to Jane, to Eric, Hampton Yount for being our Curly Howard and to be, and a big thank you to both of our contestants who played just a fantastic game today. And thank you to you at home for listening to the show. Next week, we'll find out about two more amazing people from the past. Until then, this is Elliot Knucklehead Kalen saying... I had another pie left. Goodbye, everybody. Got a question for any of our famous figures, or do you want to be a contestant? Send us a voice memo at thewhowaspodcast at gmail.com. It or you might just end up on the show. The Who Was Podcast is produced by Radio Point, iHeartMedia, and Penguin Workshop, and is based on the best-selling Who HQ series published by Penguin. Hosted by Elliot Kalin with co-host Megan O'Neill as B. Also starring Jane Baker as Jane, Eric Shackney as Eric, and Hampton Young as Curly. Executive producers are Richard Corson, Alex Bach, Elliot Kalin, Megan O'Neill, Daniel Powell, and Houston Snyder. Executive producer for Penguin Workshop is Francesco Sedita. Executive producer for iHeartMedia is Lindsay Hoffman. Written by Megan O'Neill, Elliot Kalin, and Devin Coleman. Produced by Bernie Kaminsky and Taylor Kowalski. Talent producer is Jane Baker. Theme song and music composed and performed by Eric Shackney. Edited and mixed by Kate Moldenhauer. Recorded by Allison Wirth. Special thanks to Zach Timson, Charlotte DeAnda, Daniel Goodman, and Michael Lewis Howard. The Who Was podcast was recorded at the iHeart Studios in Los Angeles, California. Sound services provided by Great City Host. It's the Who Was podcast because it's time to play the Who Was podcast. Who was? Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, if you've ever experienced bedtime battles with the kids, I'm going to let you into a little secret. The Koala Moon podcast has revolutionized over 20 million bedtimes, with parents like you calling it life-changing and the perfect nighttime routine. 
With original kids' bedtime stories and cosy sleep meditations, every episode has been specially designed to make bedtimes a dream. Listen to Koala Moon on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.